Welcome to the podcast, monsters. I'm your host, Doug Bartlett, a serial entrepreneur, founder and owner of Bartlett Roofing. If you have a mind for business or you want to grow, we are the podcast for you. All right, welcome back to the podcast, monsters. Appreciate you being here today. Uh, today, we are here to talk about man talk. Mm-hmm. Man uh-huh. talk. Today, I have with me uh, Don Ulmer. Longest standing uh, employee here at uh, Bartlett Roofing, been with me from almost the very start. Don's my uh, my go to, my right hand man, my chief customer, taking the the heat out of a situation expert. And I think a lot of like what his skills are is uh, is that he's learned to deal with people uh, in a way that uh, we've coined as man talk. Yeah, Don, what is what is man talk to you, and why is it important? It's just open conversation. It's it's communication, really. When you and I first started using this, it's just a keyword, man talk. But that means it's time to check your feelings at the door. Don't get a, don't get your don't get hurt. Don't get mad. But there's some things that need to be discussed and some things that need to be said here. And that's what you and I have always done really really good. Yeah. And uh, it's carried over into the office and into the field and in other situations and other scenarios where it's time to let's say the important things here and get this get this cat out of the bag. Yeah, we I think you and I've done a really good job keeping it at that. Yeah. A lot of people want to get mad and want to you know start being insulting and and things like that when situations come up and you know, it's it's kind of a skill to set that to the side but still be able to communicate. Right. I think it's something that you have to learn uh in business to be an expert at understanding uh that your emotions can't play into the situation. You have to be able to look at a situation logically and take it. But I want, I want to know from you, Don, where, what's the, where's the first place you ever heard the term man talk Mm. and how did that, how did that impact you? Where did, you know, and who taught it to you? You know, it, it, it goes back to me, clear back to my military days. Uh, My squad leader would come banging in the room and say, boys, we're going to have some man talk. Uh, That meant this is pretty much off the record, but it's a, it's a wake up call. And we're gonna we're gonna discuss some shortcomings and some things that that he would see that I would need to improve on, and like I say, you can get mad all you want to, but that's the way it's gonna be. So that's how I kind of I was thrown into the fire right there. I've since then used it to my advantage. What I learned right there, coming up on Fort Benning, not just being active duty in uniform, but as a civilian employee out there, I was uh, I was in the maintenance department on Fort Benning. For years. As a civilian. As a civilian, fixing homes. I worked my way up through the ranks from, from being an initial carpenter to uh, the director of maintenance over the entire facility. And, uh, man, you get a lot of people from a lot of different places in this world all living together there. And uh, they want to be heard. Yeah. They want to be heard. So, really, I think that's been the biggest key to the man talk is just shutting your mouth opening your ears and listen to what's being said to you rather than trying to drive the conversation a particular way. Let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow and, and be, and let whoever you're discussing be heard and it'll navigate itself through the, through the situation. You know, one of the things I took home from a conversation that, you know, you had when we first kind of talked about man talk, right? It was the application of where you learned that and how it applied in your military career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don was a army ranger. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how man talk was important as a ranger. As a ranger, I think I said it 
really pretty clearly a minute ago. Don't get your feelings hurt. It's going to be clear, concise, direct. No, no room for any misjudgment in your interpretation of what's being said. You know, it's it's black and white. This yeah. is the way it's going to be, and that goes from an operational standard to where you're actually tactical, and people are trying to communicate with you. Same thing. If someone's screaming at you, there's a reason for it. Don't get your feelings hurt. Listen to them. Well, you know, I took home from a conversation that you know you told me is that you know, hey, this this man talk is super important when you're out there and you're you're in an active military situation. And if you haven't had man talk with somebody, if you don't know that you have that relationship with them where you can tell them what you need and they can tell you what they need when your life is on the line mm-hmm. and it's, de- you know, everything depends on it, mm-hmm. uh, mission success, lives, your life, their life. If, if they don't have your back because you guys don't understand each other at that core level, that deep understanding of this is the real, you know, rubber meets the road, brass tack situation. Was there ever a time where you felt like that that, saved your life or saved somebody else's life? It changed me. It didn't really save life, but I was still young and I was a private and I was uh, intimidated by the entire world around me. Mm-hmm. One minute, I'm just a regular guy. Next minute, I'm an army ranger. Uh, we're doing crazy stuff, jumping from planes at nighttime and crossing rivers and the jungles and just everything you could imagine. And uh, if you're going to sugarcoat things and you're going to try and be polite, you're not going to communicate well. Things happen really quickly, and they happen intensely, and you can't get your feelings hurt when someone starts hollering at you. And really, that's kind of where it started with me, was just to be able to numb myself to any emotion or any. He's not trying to, he's not trying to do what he's doing right here. He's just trying to make a point. And so I just put up a wall right there and said, I'm not going to let that stuff bother me anymore. I'm just going to listen to what's being said to me and learn from it. Yeah, and take it and put it in my pocket, you know. Yeah, and that's that's carried over from okay, exit the military, and now I'm still around the military because I'm now working in a civilian capacity on Fort Benning where I served also. Uh, but now I'm having to listen to the officers' wives. <laughs> oh, that's the captain's that's, wives. That's tougher. Oh my God, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, they're most of them from upper middle class to wealthy upbringings and suddenly they're slammed into this Fort Benning military lifestyle that's full of cockroaches and humidity and they hate it and they're miserable and they they hate their 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 quarters they've been assigned and you have to go listen to them and you have to explain to them why it's why they can't breathe because the humidity is 80 percent yeah and then you turn into meteorologist and then you turn into an electrician and then you turn into an HVAC tech and you you do all this explaining to people and once again it's open communication yeah, and uh, that's just just the base of it all. You have to listen, first of all, most important. I listen, and uh, be respectful, but be direct, be honest. Yeah, why do you think it's important that people in business learn to have man talk with not only their employees but with their customers? What do you think is important, or, or even at home? What, what do you think is important about that? There's there's conversations that have to be had throughout day-to-day life, and especially when we're, we're in construction. And uh, we're going out to, I'm going to use this for an example, we're going out to people's houses. We're not invited guests. We're there because they have a problem. Yeah. So they've got, a, you know, they've got issues that we don't see running through their head already, and, and they don't realize this is open-heart surgery on your house, what we're going to do here. And I'm going to give you the, the honest truth of the, what to expect and how things are going to go down. And, 
and it's always been really well received. I think people appreciate the fact that you're not you're not dancing around any points and you're hitting all the nails on the head and letting them know right exactly what to expect, start to finish, till we shake hands and I've got my check in my hand and I'm walking away. We've got nothing but honesty and and transparency, and it all went exactly as we discussed. Yeah, I think customers get super upset uh, in any situation when you when you overpromise, you underdeliver, right? Yeah. But if you give it to them straight and they know that they can count on, you know, what you're saying is as the truth of, you know, and even if things go south at some point, uh, they know that you were giving them your truth and and you've had a real and radical conversation with them. You've had that man talk, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, you know, I've used it in the field many, many times, this, this skill set that I've developed. I've used it with you. You've used it with me. Over in Meridian office, uh, you walked up to my desk one time, and all you said was man talk. <laughs> I stood up, and we walked into the conference room and shut the doors behind us, and and that's a good example. That's man talk. We yeah, had, tell that story. Tell the rest of that story. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> so uh, we, had a, we had a certain salesman who was, uh, to paint him up for you, the most obnoxious used car salesman you could ever meet in your life. And... Uh, Man, he was just over the top, over the limit. We weren't getting anything done, and he was beating you to death about it, and you were wanting answers from me on why. So uh, that that's a good example. You walked up to me and said, man talk, and off to the conference room where we went, the three of us. And when we shut the doors, it started. And I think – I almost said his name. I'm not going to do that. But I think <laughs> that he uh, – I think that he wanted to get a little insulted and wanted to start throwing insults around a little bit. He didn't quite know how to handle it, so I knew I had the upper hand on him right there because he's getting emotional. Right. I did. I did. After about two hours in there, I had to go take a walk around the block. I'll be honest with you. Enough's <laughs> enough. But uh, You know, this is a real takeaway that I think I can give to people is that once I learn to manage my emotions and not lose my shit in a situation, mm-hmm. like get angry and let my emotions take over the situation – I found that, you know, like it or not, I, I was winning those conversations in one way or another, right? And I it may not have been, like, the ideal outcome that I wanted, but when somebody loses their crap and you don't, you remain in the driver's seat. When you lose your crap, you immediately get kicked out of the driver's seat because everybody That's knows right. you lost your crap, and you're no longer able to rationally deal with the situation. And so it's like you're gone. You're, you're out, and, and you've experienced the same thing. Oh, yeah, right there. Another good example on on a, over here in Boise on a job, Tumbleweed Drive. We did a lot of roofs on that house, uh-huh. on that street. I think the guy's name was Bill, but he would not pay his bill. And he had he had a lot of issues and a lot of problems, and he had done background checks on everybody in the company. And you and I went over there that day to, to get this resolved, and it turned into a – to a pissing contest back and forth. And, and as this was going on, he was stepping up on me and stepping up on me. And he was a pretty big, tall guy. And there was a point where I just told him, I said, uh, Bill, stop, stop. Okay. Stay, take three steps back, Bill. We're going to do it this way. Okay. We're going to have a re- respectful professional conversation here. Okay. We're not going to do this the way this is going. What is your problem? Mm-hmm. We're going to have some man talk here, Bill. What is your problem? What What is it? And as soon as that was said, the walls came tumbling down. Yeah. He then started, instead of being insulting and, and derogatory toward us, he, 
he was then actually voicing issues that that were holding up the whole process. Yeah. So a nail through a drip edge and, you know, some trash in the yard or something. I don't know. It was really minor things. But then we were able to identify the problems and fix them and, and get this behind us. And that's what happened that day, in fact. Yeah. Uh, I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that job as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a happy camper. He but, wasn't. But it was such small things that we were able to resolve in minutes. He was so busy being mad yeah. that he couldn't be productive. He yeah. just, all he wanted to be was mad. And that was him getting kicked out of the driver's seat when he, you know, yeah. when it got to the point where it's like, okay, being mad's not helping. Yeah, step back, Bill. Step back off of me a little bit. Yeah. And uh, let's talk. All yeah. right, no more yelling and no more screaming. And I think you stood right behind me the whole time. And at that point, you just turned the driver's seat over to me and uh, let me do my thing with this guy. And before you knew it, you know, we were all three walking around the house and pointing out issues and answering questions. I think he had a problem with his ridge. It wasn't perfectly horizontal. There was a little bump in it, and he didn't understand that. But we explained it's the shape of your house. Right. It you was know, the it, actual structure of the home. Yeah, yeah. It's not much we can do. We put ridge vent on it. Maybe that accentuated that a little bit. You can see it now, but it's not really a roofing issue. It's a framing issue. Once he understood that, like I say, the walls come tumbling down, and suddenly his octave comes down from a high-pitched scream to a normal tone. Yeah. Yeah. On a personal note, you know, I mean, man talk is critical in business, but one of the things that I've noticed is that um, I'm dating somebody now, but when I was fully single, if I'd go on a date, the more real I was with somebody, like right off the bat, it actually made a better relationship um, because, you know, people understood who I was as a person because I was just very, very raw and real about that. So I think that this man talk thing can apply not only to, to business, to the military, to your personal life, and you're, you're married. Do you guys have those real and raw conversations? Do you find that they, oh, absolutely. That, that it changes the dynamic a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a jokester. Don't get me wrong. I love to, to talk BS and I love to, you know, use dry wit against you. And I like to joke around and everything, but there's a time where all that has to stop. And, uh, Sonny and I, my wife, Sonny and I, we, we look each other dead in the eyes and, uh, we have these conversations from time to time. And uh, in our little relationship here, there's not much that has to be said anymore. We've been together several years now, and we understand. And so the the big heavy discussions and the man talk days are pretty much over. You go on autopilot. Right. But uh, it does make you feel good to be able to communicate like that and to be heard and understood. Right. And at first they're critical in understanding who somebody is and, and feeling heard, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I, uh, yeah. You know, like I say, it, listening is such a skill set. To be able to actually listen to what's being said. A lot of people, when they're when you're talking, if you look into their eyes, they're not listening to you. They're thinking of what they're going to say next. Yeah. And that's a disconnect. I, I and When I walk away from a man talk conversation, it makes me feel good. It really does. It makes me feel good to know that I've been heard and I've heard everything being said to me. And we've, we've actually fixed some things here just yeah. by an open conversation. Yeah, we've had some employees here, you know, that uh, didn't really do a good job at man talk. You know, yeah. I can think of one in particular that was, you know, pretty manipulative. And uh, and uh, how how is that uh, how has that affected the company when we have people that are not operating at that level versus when we we're fully engaged in in that mode? I think that uh, I, I consider myself to be the person who can who can dictate how the man talk's going to go. Obviously, not everybody is ready for that. 
you have to you have to tone it down and you have to tone it up and you have to have to tweak the conversation a little bit sometimes because uh like I say a lot of people have got thin skin and you you can hurt feelings by just letting people know that you're not doing things right sometimes yeah. it's how you say it you know if it was military it'd be dude you're fucked up beyond all recognition man come on pull your head out of your ass but here in this office you don't dare talk like that yeah. so you you reword things but you still try to drive the same point home and over the years yeah there's been a few people that didn't come around to our our mentality on that but uh like i say you live and you learn and you tweak and well they don't last yeah and before you know it they're gone right uh doggone it well next and we uh learn live and learn from there yeah yeah and we're going to talk about like uh you know, resilience and pivoting in a company and making changes in a later episode. But this man talk thing uh, plays in to that conversation also, because the reality is, is as a business owner, you have to make changes all the time and learning to be able to tell somebody, Hey, this is a real situation that has to be dealt with, but being able to keep that emotion at a level where it's um, uh, not blowing up in your face is super, right. super important. Right. That's uh, that's a good point. You're absolutely right. It carries on also uh, past the conversation. Exit the room. Go about your day. Weeks later, you still have it in your mind that uh, if there's anything that needs to be said, well, Doug's going to come to me and he's going to say it. There's no holding this whatever inside until it festers up and blows up and turns into an issue. If Doug's got a question or he's got something, something for me, he's going to come have man talk with me. Yeah. And, uh, right now we do this. We, we shut the office door and we talk Yep. and, uh, it's brutal honesty. Whether you want to hear what I'm saying or not, I'm going to say it. If I feel as though that's needs to be said and it's the honest truth. And that way, you know, you've got real information to work with. Yeah, and I think as a business owner, that's a key to, you know, for other business owners out there to take away is that um, you have to create a culture where people understand that, uh, you know, man talk isn't a one-way conversation. That's that's a, that's preaching or, or browbeating, right? Mm-hmm. Man talk's a two-way conversation. And if, you, if you're not ready to receive it, then you shouldn't be out there handing it out left and right. That's because exactly right. Otherwise, you're just going to run people out of your company. Yeah, you, nobody wants to be talked down to. Nobody want, everybody wants to be part of the team. And being part of a team, you, you've got to say so. And if you're not speaking up and you're not answering questions and you're not being honest, you're probably not part of that team. Yeah. You still need to be able to make a call, but explaining to people why you're making a call the way you are and being um, very direct about it and walking them through the path of logic so that they understand all the dynamics of what's happening and then making a call and saying, hey, now give me your feedback. This is where I'm at, but give me your feedback. Is that, you know, do you see any holes I'm missing here? And if you do, you might make another tweak and adjust along the way. But having that conversation where everybody's like really dialed into understanding the process and what you're trying to get to and what the goal is makes a huge difference. Yeah, there's there, there's no doubt, Doug. Yeah. And I think you and I, like I say, you and I have always communicated really well on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I remember one day where we didn't communicate so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's all part of it, man. <laughs> but when we walked away, we were fine. Yeah. But it was uh, it was abrasive, and it was rough, and, you know, it was man talk. Yeah, we had one day where we locked ourselves in the uh, conference room, just yeah. the two of us. Yeah. And we were yelling at each other. Yeah. And yeah. that one, we didn't, neither one of us did a good job keeping control oh, of our emotions. Man. That's the day I knew I loved you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, man, this guy's talking my language over here. Nice. All right. All right. Nice. Good. We're communicating. Felt like you're a drill sergeant at that point. <laughs> Ranger instructor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my military time wasn't nearly as uh, exciting as yours. I sat in the oh. supply office and, you know, did nothing other than take a phone call and type something in the computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I did... Uh, I did my time in the Ranger Battalion and as a squad leader, kicking doors, and then finished my time out as a Ranger instructor, which I thought was going to be a, a real laid-back gig. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. That that was being a Ranger, you know, times 10 uh-huh. at that point. Because you got to be the example. you got to be the example. And you're, you're standing in front of 300 students, half of which just graduated West Point, the other half are coming from the Department of Defense all over the world, and they're very well-versed and very well-trained in what you're trying to talk about. Okay. You better have your shit together. Right. Because <laughs> they're out there <laughs> picking you to death. Yeah, I bet. And uh, they sense weakness and hesitation in your voice and posture and just all the communica- signs of communication that are there, and they eat you up with it. So you, you learn to become pretty numb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a little shout-out to Sergeant Ambrose, my uh, T.I. from boot camp. She was a cutie. <laughs> Oh my God! She. Oh my God! Oh my God! I was God. Air Force. He was Army. It was yeah, a different story. There was no she involved in any part of mine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, listen, Don. I appreciate your time. I think oh, what yeah. you know takeaways are, guys, is that you know control your emotions. Um, don't let it get the best of you. Stay in the driver's seat with your emotions, and they won't drive you to someplace where you don't want to be. And if you say something, you you promise something, do it. Yeah. Do it. That's the worst thing in the world is to say, well, I'm going to call you back tomorrow. And, and you don't, don't call. call them back. Oh, my God. That that just devalues you right there. You're not, you're a liar. Yeah. And that's just a simple thing. Yeah. So, yep. Be real and then follow it up with real and you're usually good. Yeah. I like to, uh, especially carrying this over into the sales, uh, selling roofs was really natural for me. Uh, not just because I've got a lot of experience in, in residential maintenance certifications and a lot of it and been been through the ringer on it, but uh, it makes me feel really good to be able to go up and sit down with a homeowner and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to call in your insurance. We're going to get an inspection. We're going to get an approvals, la, 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 and walk them completely through the entire thing at their kitchen table right there. And then when all is said and done, having done everything you said you were going to do. Yeah to a satisfaction level that they're just blown away by. Yeah, it makes you the doctor for the situation, Yeah, right? Yeah. Instead of just somebody who's kind of muddling their way through, suddenly they're like, oh, I can believe in this person, I can believe in this company. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's times you're driving around town right now, I'll drive by a house that I bid and didn't get. Yeah. And I know why I didn't get it now. Yeah. Because I wasn't the guy then that I am now. Oh, okay. You know, I was, you know, we were still new. It was a new company and we were, you know, stumbling around a little bit and tripping yep. and picking ourselves up. And these homeowners are, are savvy. Yeah. They recognize that. Yeah. They, and they didn't, fear. Yeah. They didn't want to do business with a guy like that. And right. that happened to be me at the time. Yeah. So you learn from it and you learn to be assertive and, and positive and, and reassure the customer. You're not, you're not just selling them shingles. You're selling them yourself. Right. You know, the, you've, you've, you find this common denominator you have and you, and you jump on it, and you sell yourself to them because you're becoming part of their life here for a little while, next five years, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it really works out good when you tell people that. And that's just brutal honesty. Yeah, and once you become an expert at it and you have that brutal honesty with somebody, then they sense that you're the, you, you are the expert. You have that man Absolutely. talk with them of like, okay, I can believe what this person says because I can see their confidence. So mm-hmm. 
Anyway, we're going to wrap it. Uh, Don, okay. you, thank you for being here you with me you. today. Uh, OG right here. Uh, some originals sitting mm-hmm. here today. So uh, here's to another, you know, how many years, who knows, uh, as long as you want to stay working, I suppose, because we'll still be here. Nice. Now, you guys heard that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you haven't already, uh, smash that like and subscribe button. Pass this uh, podcast on to somebody else if you think it'd be valuable to them. And thank you for being here, uh, Monsters, and go out there and rock your day.